Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're going to finish up today on our series called Breaking Myths About God. Our text scripture is Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And in the beginning we laid our foundation by defining a few words. The first word was myth. A myth is a story, a legend. They usually involve the exploits of gods and heroes. It's a traditional story of unknown authorship serving to explain some phenomenon of nature, the origin of man or the customs, institutions, and religious rites of people. It's a story, a theory or belief not based on facts or scientific study. It's really imaginary and fictitious. And then a tradition is a long-established custom or practice that has the effect of an unwritten law. It's the handing down orally of stories, beliefs, and customs from generation to generation. We found out a theological tradition among Jews would be an unwritten religious code and doctrine as said to be handed down by Moses. And a theological tradition among Christians would be the unwritten teachings of Christianity as said to be handed down from Jesus and the apostles. The key word here is unwritten. And I like Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. It says, Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Well, thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Well, unwritten, orally transmitted traditions, myths, taught as the word of God? That can't be right. There could be a real problem with that. And notice what we just read in Matthew chapter 15, that Jesus corrected them through the written word of God. This is why we need to be people of God's word. This is why the doctrines in the word are so important. 
And I like how the Living Bible expresses our foundation scripture in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says, don't let others spoil your faith and joy with their philosophies, their wrong and shallow answers built on men's thoughts and ideas instead of on what Christ has said. The first myth we talked about was that God is trying to teach us something through sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, and tragedy. Does God's word really teach that? Does he really teach us through sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, and tragedy? Well, let's see what the word has to say. And if you remember, we read James chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. It says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So he says, Let no one say, Don't be deceived. Every good gift and there's no variation and no shadow of turning, period. Is that not clear enough? In other words, don't blame God. So who brings sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, and tragedy? I'll give you one guess. It's Satan. The myth that God uses sickness, disease, and tragedy to teach us is a lie. It's a story of unknown origin. However, we know where it came from, and it is not based on facts. Our second myth was God works in mysterious ways. However, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 26, it says, The mystery, which has been hidden from ages and from generations, has now been revealed to his saints. That's very interesting. And Romans chapter 16, verses 25 through 26 says, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations. Wow, that's very interesting, isn't it? So how does God teach us? He teaches us by word and example. I love that. And that's how we teach our own children. The third myth we studied was the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. We found that in Job chapter 1, verses 20 through 22, which says, Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. But as we studied the word, we found out that the original word for taken in the Hebrew could actually be translated as receive. And that changes everything. You see, Job was actually saying, the Lord gives and the Lord receives. Yes, you could say God took his children, but in the same way, you could say he received his children. And that lines up with God's laws. He did not take his family. He received them. You see, Satan caused the tragedy. He brought death and disaster and took the lives of Job's family. But God, since he gave them, 
When they died, he received them back. So I like to read it this way. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave me my family. I know it was the devil who took them away, but I want to praise the name of the Lord because I know he has received them and that they are all right. And in the last part of that verse, it says, In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. That's because God doesn't give and take. He gives and he receives. And our fourth myth was called Acts of God. But we need to realize that God is good and the devil is bad. And we also studied that in each of God's judgments, we noticed that there are two standards he always abides by. First, the judgment is prophesied and the people, both the righteous and the unrighteous, are warned in advance. And secondly, he provides a way of escape. So if there is some tragic earthly event, we can look and see if it's God or not by easily saying, was there a warning in advance and was there a way of escape? And the other thing we learned is all the judgments of God are miraculous and not natural in the sense of size and severity. We found that out in Exodus chapter 10. And even the unrighteous begin to believe it's the finger of God, but they do not change. And one other thing we found out very interesting is through any judgment of God, when it was truly the judgment of God, there was nothing ever rebuilt. We can look at Sodom and Gomorrah, the flood of Noah, the Tower of Babel, the walls of Jericho, and so on. When it's truly the judgment of God, whatever was destroyed is never rebuilt. And finally, we discussed the doctrine of suffering. We found out that our suffering as Christians is not sickness, disease, poverty, tragedy, negative circumstance, accidents, or temptation, but rather persecution, shame for his name, trials of temptation, and the suffering of our flesh as it cries out when we walk in the Spirit. And like Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Remember, God teaches us by his word and by his example. Think of it, through all five myths, one that God is trying to teach us something through sickness, disease, and bad circumstances, a second that God works in mysterious ways, a third that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, a fourth that's misidentifying acts of God, and a fifth, the doctrine of suffering, are all traditions or myths that attempt to justify sickness, disease, poverty, tragedy, negative circumstance, accidents, temptations, and suffering. So do we want myths, traditions, or do we want the facts? Does Jesus heal people or make them sick? Does he prosper them or make them poor? Does he bring floods and tornadoes? Or does he calm the seas? Does he feed the hungry or starve them to death? Is he an austere God that reaps where he has not sown? Or is he a good God that leads his sheep to pasture? Well, we believe he makes people well. We believe he calms the seas. We believe he feeds the hungry. We believe that he's a God that reaps where he has sown. And we believe that he's a good God that leads his sheep to pasture. This does not mean that life as a Christian is without trials and tribulation or a life of pure bliss without the need to work, use our faith, or trust him during difficult times. However, it does mean that he's a God that loves us, forgives us, 
and provides all the tools necessary to face whatever situation may come our way, no matter how difficult it may seem. And beyond all that, he guarantees an eternal life no matter what happens. If we continue to stand, we simply cannot lose. And that is no myth. So, who is God to you? Get out your Bible and find out. I suggest you start with the book of John. Why is it so important? Because whatever you believe and say he is, is who he will be as far as you're concerned. Let's renew our minds with the word of God and not someone else's preconceived ideas. Remember, Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Well, I'm so glad I know this simple truth, and I think we've defined it very well, and that is that God is good and the devil is bad. Is it really that simple? Well, read 2 Corinthians 11.3. Well, our time is up. We've had such a great time teaching on breaking myths about God. So tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel. We'll continue a new series. I look forward to seeing you then, and I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.